Invest me in my motley, give me leave to speak my mind, and I will through and through cleanse the foul body of the infected world, if they will patiently receive my medicine. Welcome to Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete. Um, I'm with Luke Gomez. Uh, I've been with Luke Gomez for about 15 minutes now, actually. Yeah, um, but, uh, but that's a lost episode. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll catch that on the B-side somewhere. Maybe. So. <laughs> yeah, um, no. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, to kind of pick up where, what we were talking about. Um, so, Luke, you've, you've been acting and you've been writing in, in the uh-huh. theater for a while now. And so... Yeah. You were telling me basically... Or more like a theater for a while. Mostly with Brelby's stuff. I want to ask uh, about that because, I mean, did you get hooked up with him right out of college? Uh, I would say... Uh, yeah, I would say like right out of, right out of college. Um, I, you know, I was there when they first were pitching the idea of starting a theater company in Phoenix. I think I was... There was a small... Uh, uh, informal uh, meeting of a bunch of people them letting us know about their basic plan. They had a small syllabus about like what they wanted to do in five years, ten years, like that. Yeah. Um, and I went uh, and I didn't think much of it. Uh, just, you know, it was just like, oh, hey, they're going to start a theater. I'm just going to go and do my thing then. Uh, so, and then after I graduated, I moved back down to Phoenix for a bit um, and, around, and then I met up with them around the time they were doing uh, they were doing two shows, I want to say. One was God's Favorite. It was a Neil Simon's play. And then they were going to write an original work about Alice in Wonderland. And then that was when I helped write the script for with them for that. So, was that so, yeah. your first kind of collaborative work? or That was one of my first collaborative works, yeah. Um, and it was also their first original. I don't want to say it was their first. Actually, I think they'd written something else before that. But that was like uh, their first sort of writer circle okay. project, and that happened happens a lot with, uh, or that would continue with uh, Brelby. They would have at least a writer circle project once a year. Interesting. So, so I mean, is that a really different process for you, like doing something like that? Collaborative as to writing, how you do independently. Yeah. Well. I mean, at that point, yeah. Uh, funnily <laughs> enough, now because of Brelby, I've I've worked on, I want to say five other, f- four other uh, collaborative projects. Maybe five. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, and basically, like a large part of the produced stuff I've had so far since graduating has been those collaborative projects. So I've I've just as many I've written by myself. I've been a part of scripts I've been a part of a team of writers with. So what does it look like when they do that? When you're writing with a team? When you're writing with a team? Yeah. Uh, so normally it's like you meet once a week. You work out uh, sections. I mean, you, you outline what you want. You get you get the basics planned. You get... Um, and then you slowly fulfill it over time. Um, and then eventually you break down how the whole script will be done in like nice small scenes. Especially with Alice, I remember mm-hmm. y'all broke it down into scenes, and there were four of us writing. Uh, and so we would just come in, we would have our sections, and then we would turn in the sections. We would kind of like go over it, what we think we needed to adjust, um, and then we would, you know, sign the next sets of scenes, do that, and then. Uh, you know, swap them out. As in, the next person would take an, uh, someone a scene someone else had written, edit that. Uh, so yeah. So was this? Yeah. Were most of these projects like kind of commissioned to you guys? Like somebody came to you with the idea and was like, "How do you guys want to figure this out?" Well, they were all Brelby's uh, projects. Basically, it's like Brelby's. Like we want to do this type of show. We got the writer circle, and then we kind of work. And I believe, yeah. So Brian and Shelby yeah. would always be involved to some capacity gotcha. with the script. So they would they kind of come to you with the like the bones of what they wanted, and you guys would just sort of flush it out. Well, they would be with us on that. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they'd go through the whole thing. Nice. I mean, is it nice to kind of be working with people that you've already known so long? Do you feel like that makes things difficult more sometimes, or is it pretty straightforward? I've always felt it was pretty straightforward with working with them. Uh, so it was easy to. Have you guys understand? Are- also, just because I knew that. 
since I was working on it uh, for the theater, that it wasn't my own idea, uh, it gave me a little bit of a separation to basically just kind of work with what they wanted as opposed to just constantly try to throw off crazy ideas. Uh, Interesting. So, I, yeah, I work with, I tend to write things that are very strange and odd. Um, and so knowing that, like, I had to work with people uh, in a collaborative <laughs> setting, uh, I, I, I know, I toned my, it, it made me tone myself down. So maybe that was helpful, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, do you... Do you feel like some measure of, I guess, like, kind of comfort or relief in the idea that it's like wasn't your idea in the first place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or it's that separation that yeah. like this isn't like uh, this isn't your baby. Yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, so I'm just helping with it. So uh, nice. I did. Yeah, the, to me, there was a little bit less pressure to uh, get every just make sure everything had to be exactly as I wanted it. I could, you know, I could feel just. Nice. Pushing right through. And since you kind of brought it up too, like you, you've worked on like children's pieces and stuff right now, right? And yeah, I think. So. Have I? Yeah. Was like I think it was Sun God or something. Sun God. Uh, that I did not write that the Sun God. Okay. Nope, nope, that wasn't mine. Uh, I've directed a That's children's shitty research. Show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I directed a children's show yeah. that year, uh, Sea Fairies. Oh, okay. So that had a lot of puppets, and that was. <laughs> That was a that was a heck of an ordeal. Um, but I have written. I mean, Alice's canvas was intended as a children's show to a certain degree. I think it was a little bit. I got wait. There were some moments that I don't think uh, kids would appreciate. <laughs> uh, so, but. was that a, a rough transition to make then? Like to to go from writing. I mean, stuff that was pretty adult oriented to uh, uh-huh. doing the children's. Doing stuff, the yeah. children's. It was definitely something I'm not used to. Now, I've written children's shows before. I had written two short pieces for the Educational Theater Company in NAU. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, like, a traveling show they brought to schools. I had written two scripts for them. One was uh, an adaptation of The Pied Piper. The other was an adaptation of The Paper Bag Princess. And I don't know, even know if I still have those scripts still on hand. I don't even... Yeah, I didn't even see... The productions involved with them, because <laughs> I didn't go to the schools. But like, yeah, they, I had written those two, and I'd written an. Oh yeah, and I also had written another children's show. Um, that that was one of the first things that got produced after I got, after I moved down to Arizona, uh, which I'd had at NAU. I had written at NAU and I tried to make it as a children's show and I, I, I hoped it intended to be a children's show the, the funny thing was that the uh, the audience I produced it for like were not kids so <laughs> I don't know how they took it <laughs> gotcha alright so I mean it, is there pretty much just when, whenever you're writing kind of regardless of the, the audience you're going for and stuff is there kind of just like a, a structure that you kind of follow or do you feel like it's it's pretty it's pretty varying with piece to piece. Uh, I've noticed that with my works that they do tend to follow uh, a similar structure, but I've never felt that to be intentional. Um, I work in a pretty straightforward way. I uh, just I have a basic idea, and I know like the beginning and how it begins and how it ends, and then start to fill in the blanks from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I tend to just write in like bursts um, when I can. So, but, so yeah, I've, it's never been intentionally to write a structure, mm-hmm. but as I've re- reread them, as I've seen them on their feet, they do tend to have obviously similar style, similar language, similar flow. That, but that's just something that I've never really paid attention, that I've never made a conscious effort to. It's your voice. It's just my voice. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, intentional or not, like, it's, it's kind of giving you the ability to write and multiple different genres it seems like I mean do you feel like that's something that's given you more opportunities just being able to do that uh, writing in different genres yeah or yeah and I, I like writing different types of stuff and I like trying to find things that I haven't written before I'm working on a, a couple scripts that are not genres I'm used to but I, I like them as genres so hopefully um, when they get done they'll uh, when they're finished somebody might be interested in producing them um, but yeah I try to like I try to do varies, try to have uh, vary myself up right now. Do you actively like seek out stuff that you haven't done before, that type of thing? 
Uh, right now I am. Okay. Right now I am. Because I've noticed some of the, the original stuff I've worked on that I've seen that I've been able to get produced, it's... They followed very similar patterns and styles. So now I'm looking to kind of like break off of those styles that I used to have a lot. Interesting. Now, so. let's talk about those styles. So, I mean, you okay. brought it up yourself. You write, you write kind of weird, strange stuff when you yeah. like... So, the, you so <laughs> this year I've had two... I've been, I've been very fortunate to have two shows get produced uh, at two separate theaters. Uh, the current one right now is the Love and Violence trilogy. That is a series of... Th that was three one-acts. Um, two of which, actually, I wrote while at NAU. Um, and then the other one is a brand new script that I had written for this particular uh, staging. That, the, that Love and Violence trilogy, as it was, was actually three... Was one-acts... Was, again, three one-acts. Mm -hmm. uh, that... Theater Works did a read of last year, and uh, two of those one acts from the reading are in the new stage production. And I decided to swap out one of the one acts because uh, since they were going to produce the work, and Frank hadn't given me any parameters on what he, on which shows should be in it, um, I decided I would just like right there on the spot making new scripts because it's like I'm getting produced they don't care what uh, they don't care what I put in it so I might as well like get the opportunity to do a brand new script sight unseen which I don't think any <laughs> I can't think of a single other theater that would let me do that <laughs> so they kind of like hide you based on the name basically or like hide the piece based on you and then you kind of provide what you wanted sort of I mean it's a it's, it's a really it's a brand new theater company. Well, it's uh, it's an off branch of an established uh, sketch comedy. They mostly do sketch. Right. And uh, this is kind of a new arm of their production side. Uh, and I'm good friends with the the producer of uh, of that company. And I I'd worked with him before, and he and he said like I I think we should I'd like to put this up as a part of our brand new production series. Nice. Okay. So, you you kind of got to go in and you took this opportunity. Like, why? Uh -huh. Did you? Like, I don't feel any kind of like risk that. I guess you, they kind of gave you a nice safety net to that. But I mean, writing specifically for this piece, and like you said with the other one that's going on now, you wrote specifically for this staging. Like, is that normally how you write? Do you like get the have the event or have the opportunity in mind and write for that? Um, that, for mean, the, that seems like it's in the case of in the yeah. case of Brelby, yeah. And again, so that's a, and that's basically a, a very rare thing, um, for to be kind of at, especially at this level, you know, when you're still kind of just like not you know being fully paid for everything. Um, yeah. So Brelby has more or less commissioned two works uh, of mine. Uh, for their studio series, which is like a lot of theaters have a, a second stage for yeah. new works, and that's what their studio series is. In both cases, I had pitched a idea and a rough outline of where I wanted to go with the script, and they said, uh, "We'll stage it. You know, you need to fit. Obviously, we'll commission you to finish it for that production." Um, so, both cases, both cases, they were for that. Uh, they were for this. They were for that production. And I can imagine back in high school too, what we were kind of talking about uh, before we started recording was like you were finding all these opportunities of like directing uh, showcases and stuff like that that you were writing for. So that seems. Uh, like yeah, and, yeah, at NAU, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what in which cases do you write independently? I, like, does it just have to be the right idea that you just have to have to write or? Yeah. Yeah, I would just say with the if the idea comes to me, I uh, it's uh, I've never, I mean I've written mostly one X and uh, and ten minute stuff just kind of like on the fly and just kind of kept it there when the mood has struck me. But yeah, in the case of my full length stuff, it's I've always like had something to produce it for, to write it for at least so far. Um, a couple of things I'm working on right now are stuff that are just like there. And then I'll just try to find somebody that might want to do it. So, and uh, I mean, 
do you, you, you like you've done a lot of like one acts and ten minutes a piece and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer that kind of like short form type of theater? Or? Uh, I think I, uh, I mean, it's easy. I mean, mm -hmm. stuff like that's easier to get done quicker, obviously. Sure. Um, and there's a lot less pressure uh, versus a one act. Okay. Um, so is it because obviously with the one because it, it's uh, it can sometimes be stranger and weirder and there's and I can just kind of send it out wherever. Full lengths. Uh, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more responsibility uh, when it when when it's there. Uh, and then of course obviously a, a full length anyway anywhere. Um, if a theater wants to produce it, that takes that there's a great deal more energy. Sure. Um, other than, other than, of course, some staging, uh, staging. Uh, right. Yeah. That's right. So, have you transitioned any of like your shorter works into longer form? Not yet. One of one of my scripts, I'm doing right, doing that right now. But is that perfect? Yeah. Gotcha. And so that one you sent out to some festivals and stuff and got some feedback on, right? Yeah. It got it got selected for the last Frontier Conference in. Uh, Alaska. It's a it's a really great fest. It's a great uh, opportunity. Um, it's just like a a week long conference of just nothing but theater artists, uh, working professionals, all types, um, and it's and it's great because it's not like you get you know your big name speakers and they like do a speech and like that's it. It's like the the keynote the the keynote types. Uh -huh. um, they're like they're your panelists for the workshop, and they give you get a panel of like three professional uh, writers who uh, who who kind of analyze your your play. Um, so yeah, it's called so they have a it's called the Play Lab series. So it's less of a like a showcase or a festival, and it's like they brought in your work and they will talk about what works and what doesn't work. Uh, based off your reading, and so you get like three, and then then on top of that, you then get a dedicated uh, person, like a point person, who then gives like ha has an hour or so or more to like really go in depth wow. with the script. So, yeah, that uh, prayer for my fetish was selected for that, uh, and it was also part of the the reading over at Theater Works. Uh, incidentally, what was it? Oh, uh, I got another script that was selected this year for the Last Frontier again. Oh, cool! Uh, which is cool. Which I, I'm told sometimes it happens a little bit more frequently, just because like the community gets to know each other. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah. What's this piece that you use? That one is box cutters and bubble gum. Oh, okay. I don't remember if you. I don't yeah. know if you. So that's a, both of these pieces are ones that you've been working on since college, right? Or like I, I worked on in college and. Um, uh, I, I've, I've made adjustments since then for uh, uh, s since I've had to return to them because of productions uh, but overall the core has stayed the same I try not to do too many tweaks personally especially not since like because yeah they barely remained unchanged and like the fact that they got kind of like recognition that kind of said to me that you know um they, they they definitely stand on their own even with the, even with all the time that's been between then. So, so what made you decide to send out those two? Huh? Why those two? Uh, well, I thought that they're, they're, uh, I like them. <laughs> I like them. They were funny scripts. Uh, they, they were good scripts. Gotcha. So I mean, did you did you like? I know specifically. I know specifically for Last Frontier, uh -huh. uh, the first year, I accidentally sent two. Uh -huh. um, uh, and the person in charge of the, running the festival, Dawson Moore, he uh, emailed me back and like, hey, we only allow one uh, submission per artist. And he said, uh, I will let you know that uh, if it's a one act, we have a, has a much better chance of getting picked. Uh, and that's just because, uh, you know, what they, they can fit more one acts into the, uh, into the week than with a full length. That makes sense. Uh, so... Being that it was my first go round, I decided, you know what, let's uh, let's do it. Let's let's just <laughs> let's let's let's, let's 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 better the odds. And then this year, I think 
Gosh, I'm trying to remember why I, why I picked that one. I think I just... I think it's because box cutters are just so weird. So crazy. And it just... And it just makes people freak out sometimes, too. Like it, it, and it's just so... It, sometimes... I, I think it might even be just a little bit too dumb. So, I... I think this time around when I submitted it, it was actually more of an active dare. I was genuinely trying, I, I was really curious to see whether or not they would actually, I'm like, here, see if, will you, what about this one? Holy <laughs> shit, they took it. <laughs> wow, so, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like, yeah. why why that subject matter? Why that content? Like, is it is it for the shock value? Is that something you have in mind when you write it? <sighs> That's... A uh, good question, and if I have to be, and I like shock, and I and I kind of like shock value, frankly, a um, little bit less so now, but I think back then, it just fascinated me. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, I I remember that box cutters, the specific subject matter was based off a Jerry Springer episode uh, that stuck with me. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, I would not I, have expected that. Yeah, it was just a Jerry Springer episode, and I don't know if it was like I wasn't specifically writing the play as like a dramatic retelling of that Jerry Springer episode. Yeah. But uh, I like he just had a a strange idea, and I, and I thought the idea of a guy cutting off his dick and then just and just walking out on stage with it just it just fascinated me. <laughs> And, if and you, again, it just because it freaked me out a little bit, so yeah. I thought, I think it'll freak out the audience. So let's do that. And if you are like, yeah, just like listening to this for the first time through, and you're not familiar with his work, yeah, he said that he cuts his dick up and brings it out on stage in the play, in the, in play. the play, yeah, yeah not, in the, not in real life, not in real life. That's not what's happening currently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's such matter. So it's super fascinating and yeah I mean that's you've I've seen in audiences firsthand like it can be pretty divisive I mean do you do you ever well we'll put it this way how do you work with your criticism for plays like that work with my criticism yeah well that's that's uh, <laughs> that's a good question you know uh, I try to so just kind of make sure I can get it filtered as best I can yeah uh, now, a good rule of thumb, what, which I've learned in recent years, is that once I get criticism, I have to just let it sit for a while. I can't go back to the script immediately after after feedback, because then you're just going to focus way too much on all of the individual feedbacks and try to ch- tweak it to absolutely be like exactly as like, like it'll become like a checkpoint of trying to fix each and every thing on your list. If you give it time, the ones that feel valid to you, those will stick with the ones that like you know, that that feel um, like legitimate. Le- legitimate. Also, it's good to know to, to be able to tell what type of criticism is going on. Most a lot of criticism sometimes is the person trying to write the script for you, uh, which isn't which is not like bad necessarily on their part. But they're not writing the script. You're writing the script. So so sometimes it's like, well, if I was writing this script, this is how I would write it. But it's like, you're not writing the script because this wasn't your idea. That's so, interesting. Cause, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of criticism that... That, that is there. They want to write the script. Yeah, it's their opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, all criticism opinion. is about opinion. Well, that's but, right, but... Uh, but yeah. good, criticism, good feedback is uh, if things that, like, they don't... That aren't working for them... Things that they that stuck out to them, um, you know, at, you know, some some of it can help, but more often than not, you want to avoid. You want to want to be mindful of when a person is writing the script for you, um, and unless you really like that person, person is as a, or their work more or less, or if they are also a writer giving you feedback, that. That is different, but even then, that you don't, because again, if they are a writer, they have their own style, they have their own voice, and maybe that particular uh, decision, that particular edit, that would work great in their version of the script. It might not work for your version of the script, which is, again, 
your script. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a really good way of looking at that. Mm -hmm. Also, that it's a good yeah. to just know which sources you want to trust. Okay. Friends are a bad source, obviously, because they sure. they're gonna be they're gonna have a really hard time uh, being objective. Uh, other writers you respect, people you work with, that's something to also pay attention to. Um, but you also want to be careful to 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 really filter out uh, criticism from like critics. I've had two reviews of my scripts before on stage, uh, neither of which were particularly uh, <laughs> generous. <laughs> one of which was just absolutely one absolutely trashed wow. <laughs> completely trashed I mean they trashed the whole show overall um, and it was one I was part of a writer circle with but yeah oh, the writing the writing got and then another one another one the reviewer on the whole was okay was you know not hate it or love it one way or the other uh -huh. but was not super was not super thrilled with the writing Gotcha. So, so that was something I had to be mindful of because in both cases the writers, you know, the critics they're not you know trying to. Uh, I mean, obviously they're there to entertain. They're obviously to give their feedback on what to watch in Phoenix, which is perfectly valid. But they're not interested in my growth as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> they're interested in. Uh, getting clicks, getting uh, getting readers, uh, and entertaining their readers, which they should. So, so they couldn't care less if your next show is any better, basically. Yeah, I don't necessarily, or or they, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they would have. They don't have much of a vested interest if I was to come back with rewrites that would <laughs> work for them. That's that's interesting. Okay. So, so yeah. I mean, is was that a difficult thing to get into? Do you feel like that's something you're still working with? Um, just being accepting of those type of reviews, being able to filter out those type of reviews. You know, it's it's never like going to be a one hundred percent perfect. Uh, it's never going to be one hundred percent perfect skill to have. You're gonna you're gonna let it get to you. It's gonna affect you. Um, and as much as I try to keep it filtered out, I incidentally actually I forgot I got a I have gotten a a, a very good review of my writing uh, recently for Blacklisters. I say good because she she was really impressed with the work. She was really she she had a lot of great things to say. She did, however, note that because of how grim and bleak the show was, she would have left. Uh, at the intermission had she not been assigned to this show. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's like, it, it's hard to, it, it's such a weird moment, which I felt was a good, that's one of the best reviews I've ever gotten. I've never had somebody who was like, I love the script, but if I didn't have to be there, I would have left. Uh, <laughs> I don't, which I didn't really know how to respond to that. I mean, not that I ha not that I ever should respond to that. But. Sure, but that's kind of it tells how effective the script was, I guess, in what you were saying. Perhaps, I hope so. Or... Yeah. Well, so, I mean, with you writing this type of content and, like, you know, getting this type of criticism sometimes, but kind of soldiering on, you've, you've mentioned that you're trying to explore and stuff. I mean, do you feel like you kind of have a brand with, like, your writing? Especially you, earlier on. Yeah. A brand? I... Yeah. Well, brand is, is kind of a big, grandiose term, and I don't think I would say it's a brand. I would say... I would say that my style, for those who know me and who've seen my works, they, my style is definitely there, and they can definitely, and the people definitely know what type it is, or, or rather that like, people kind of know what they're getting into, or when when they hear that I'm working on a script. Do you feel like that's helped you at all? It's just as far as you know, like. Kind of getting work or uh, you know what? It's yeah. hard. I, I, I'll admit I don't know if it was really. Um, I want to say I, I don't know if it's helped or hindered one way or the other um, because both because really my uh, my opportunities have kind of come from who I've known. Obviously, because of Brelby, 
because of all of the work I've done, because I've just been there for so long, written with them, um, and have built a really good relationship with them. You know, that's allowed me to write for them. Um, and then the other opportunity, other stuff has been because uh, of I've I've known people who you know had this moment where like, hey, we are we're putting something up, we're staging something. Do you have something to write? Uh, and so. And are, are these mostly connections that you made, like, from other pieces that you've done? Yeah, they're mostly theater, connections yeah. just by, by working in theater, yeah. Um, the the theater works reading was because the director, he wanted a new, he was like, you know, we need new scripts. Uh, Shelby And Shelby Matisic was uh, talking to him, and, sh- you know, and they uh, asked if I had any full lengths, and then we, I said, hey, what about this trilogy? Can we do that? And he was like, yep. So and I met and I met Richard just because of uh, of just a short reading. Then then he asked me to do another show with him with another theater, and then that. So you know. And so when did you decide to start sending stuff out to, uh, out and about? I guess in the world. It was. It's been really recent. I think uh, that's the unfortunate part. I think I, I haven't uh, submitted as much as I should in recent years. Um, just because of a lack of awareness, I suppose. But um, John Perovich, my my friend, he, he also works at Brelby too. Uh, he he started submitting. He started letting me know about opportunities. He's the reason I know about Last Frontier. And so since then, since you know, since Last Frontier, because that was one of those very early on. That was one of the first rounds of submissions I started about last year I want to say 2015 was when I started because I went 2016 so and so that just hit and so I decided to just kept submitting and granted since then I've just been getting rejection letter after rejection letter but uh, somebody uh, I had met at Last Frontiers she once posted that her goal is to get 100 rejection letters every year so like that's just what's going to happen um so that kind of goes back to output i guess output yeah Uh, another guy i know talked about how a friend of his believed that for every uh 10 rejection letters he would get one acceptance so it's like rack up all the the you know with every rejection letter it's like okay that's one more towards a, a towards an acceptance and granted you know I've gotten my acceptance so far. I'm going back to Last Frontier, but again, it's like reject. You know, you just get more rejection letters. That's unquestionably. So, I mean, are you are you making any kind of like process to decide which festivals you send out to? Or are you just going to every single one that you've seen? Uh, I've been sending it to just any. I, I pretty much sent it to anyone I was able to. Um, it depended on the theater. Uh, uh, you know, if they look reputable, definitely. Sometimes, uh, usually, I'll always submit any ten minute as long as there's no fee. Fees are a big thing. Yeah, sure. Um, some, you know, I will pay the fee if it's obviously a huge, and it's a it's a very big deal in the theater world. But sometimes, if it's just like if it's just a fee and I've never heard of the place before, I'm gonna probably gonna do a hard pass. <laughs> Uh, you gotta get a return on investment. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, and so I mean, you're sending a lot of ten minutes. You're sending a lot of uh, one acts out. This is something I think we kind of touched on before we started recording too. Is that you, you've been doing uh, like a bunch of different kind of styles of, of writing. It seems like you're doing like children's shows. You did film like work in, in college. Like you were writing for it was like a sketch show, right? When you were doing uh, in college. It was, it was a couple of things. There were a couple of like scripted projects. Um, I did a. Uh, it was. It wasn't related to writing, but I did like a political debate show with another guy, and we did. We got to. In our in our two highlights, we got to interview uh, the the plain white tees and Billing Mall. Uh, <laughs> so that was I. I filmed Billing Mall. It was, and you might remember, it was during. Christmas Carol when we were doing Christmas Carol at NAU so I I interviewed Bill Ingvall in ghost makeup like I was I'm Jacob Marley's like in my zombie ghoulish zombie makeup interviewed Bill Ingvall did not even bring it up 
Nobody brought. I didn't bring it up. He didn't bring it up. He made a joke at the end, but like, yeah, didn't bring it up at all. And I was like, you know what? I won't bring it up. <laughs> okay, this is joy. That's awesome. I never realized that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, you you're getting these kind of cool opportunities. I mean, do you do you feel like um, writing in all those kind of different styles again? Kind of touched on this a little bit before. Um, has uh, influenced what you look for now, or what you try to do now? Um, do you still go back and look for any kind of film work? Uh, you know, it's been a very long time since I've been able to do film work. Um, I do try to, but Phoenix is a weird market for that. So, <laughs> unless you're like, you know, looking for student film stuff, or you know, you're producing on your own. So well, it can be. There are those like kind of festival opportunities I know for like screenplays and stuff. So oh that, yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know what? I use I used to actually. Um, yeah, and it's it, it, that it's just been a long time though since I've done that, and I because I just haven't had any screenplays on hand, um, like short stuff, just because it's. It just gets very... It, the, the motivation gets harder for a screenplay, at least with me, because um, with a stage play, I have in my back of my mind who I might be able to grab to see if we can get this as a reading or a staging. Yeah. With a screenplay, even if it's a short film, uh, I don't know, you know, like... I, I have no idea who I'm going to be able to grab to settle down, plan something out, do pre-production... You know, schedule schedule film dates, then cat. You know, it's it's like a lot. Like it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, with having kind of this uh, background in so many different things, though. I mean, do you? You said you don't really have any screenplays on hand. Do you ever look an idea and like see like it has to be a screenplay or it has to be a ten minute or it has to be one? Uh, no, um, not normally. There are ideas which I think like it should probably like. It, I have an idea for how long it could be, and I tend to keep it in there. Um, and obviously, I've had ideas where I thought, like, oh, this could probably be expanded full, to a full length. Whereas other ideas probably work best within uh, their length of time. But in terms of uh, genres, that's rare. It's like I, ever since I, uh, did, I did sort of a back one-two showing of uh, of a play called She Kills Monsters. And then they produced my show called Princess and the Pirate. And uh, both of those, like, did a lot of things that functionally you would you, you tell yourself you wouldn't be able to do on stage. Um, but still worked perfectly for what they were. Uh, and they and did pull off things you think, you know, oh, we couldn't do that on stage. Much less a tiny black box. So... Uh, I always believe, like, that, like, you could probably tell any story with any medium, even if it seems very elaborate. You do have to write for what you what you're doing. I think some scripts, as I, whenever I've read them, uh, do have that film style um, and just kind of like and, and jump to, to too many scenes. Um, and don't let it flesh out and don't make use of the stage like they should. Some of them, but um, but I think overall you can probably, t you can tell, my belief is you can tell any story on stage. Just probably will take a little bit of work. But you think it helps to know where it's going to end up, that type of thing? Yeah, I think so. No, it definitely helps to like think about where you want this to go. So do you feel like it's given you a little bit more technical knowledge to have, like, kind of a background in everything? Um, do you feel I think more comfortable so. being able to do that, I should say? I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, at the I think no matter what, uh, having seen your work produced, that's going to be a huge learning, learning thing no matter what, uh, more so than anything else other than getting it, more so than getting it read. Or having other people just read it, or even need doing a stage reading, having it on its feet in a rehearsal process teaches you a lot. And of course, the the, the difficulty about that is that if you're at a certain level, it's like you know, getting produced is the best way to then get produced and then write better. But like, how do you get to that first step? That's the, always the difficult part. Um, 
Well, that's where so, that's where Belby's done a lot, right? So they've they've been kind of marketing themselves. It seems like as like yeah. the place to go for new works for new in works the, in the in valley the, in the West Valley specifically. Um, and yeah, and they've and I mean they've they brought a lot of new work to uh, their stage, and they've uh, encouraged a lot of people who probably wouldn't have written to begin with. Um, two of the studio shows this year. Uh, of which my show Blacklisters was a part of, and which I'm directing right now, another called Space Drunk. Two of the other shows are by written by people uh, who've never written scripts before at all. So... Oh my god, So, how did they get the opportunity? How did they what? Yeah, how did they get the opportunity? If they've never done this before, like, yeah. why? Why pick them? <laughs> why pick them? Well, well, first of all, both of them are, uh, are, are really valued artists at Brelby. They've done basically everything at the space. Uh, the two of them. Um, it's one of them's David Mahon. Oh, sweet. Good yeah. Congrats, so you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know him. He does basically every. He can yeah, do basically he can everything. Any role he needs, yeah. um, and, just, and much like me, it's again they had both of them. They had this idea. They wanted to submit. They submitted the idea of just a rough outline, and they said, you know what? Let's commission your works uh, for that stage. So it's like you write it and develop it so so to I mean to put it on a kind of a larger scale too like why why new works why new works yeah why focus on new works why do, be that person I I can't speak for them Frank I mean I can't speak for them I know right. there are a couple of things I would you know I, I but I would say overall and I would say anybody who does new works can, can attest to this is that like the very very essential for the continuation of theater in the world um, <laughs> in like the most literal sense. in the most literal sense of the world of the word um, yeah you, there's this uh, idea now that like people only like old stuff or audiences the theater audiences only want old stuff I don't I disagree with that entirely I believe they just want good stuff and they'll be okay if it's newer, just as long as it's quality. Um, but yeah, like, at one point, all of the old works used to be new works. It's just as simple as that. Um, and without modern voices in theater at all, yeah, it will, I mean, it will, it will shrivel and die on the vine. Uh, and it need, and the thing is, new works need to happen in the region. They can't just happen in New York, sure. uh, and in the and in like bigger cities. Um, it has to happen at the regional level too. They have to, they have to think of their own voices in this area. Um, so yeah, Phoenix also needs to, Phoenix needs just new works too. Not just Chicago, not just uh, Seattle. Excellent. And so I mean. For somebody who might be kind of outside the fold for Belby, I mean, how uh, do, do they kind of open themselves up to everybody, or is it was it something that they these artists like approached Brian and Shelby directly and were like, "Hey, can we write?" Well, they oh, they have open submissions all year. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah, you can just always submit. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's all year, but we they do a period of open uh, of open submissions to uh, for for any new year as they're doing it. So yeah, and then and again, and, and they and they and they have a pretty pretty solid open door policy. Is that if you're interested in helping out in any way, just let them know, and they'll find something for help. I mean, it, it may not be huge at the beginning, but that's <laughs> bad. So I mean, how much autonomy do the new artists get coming in? Like, are are you as somebody who's kind of written for them? Are you kind of like? When commissioned, left to your own devices, yeah. or do you have somebody there kind of looking over you as a producer? Um, I would say in the writing process, it's. I would say you're given a great deal of freedom as a writer mm-hmm. to write your story, um, but obviously, the your actors and you, you still have to be mindful of the actors and directors you're working with and your designers. Um, and also that you, because it's a, it's a second series, and you know it's probably still a fairly small theater. You are working on a very limited budget. So, um, whereas I don't think as producers they're like there's a lot of like this can't do this can't do that. Uh-huh. You know you do have to work within the reality of what uh, of what your of what your casting crew is going to be able to pull off. Now, 
to circle back to something you, you just said too, which uh, is just So you're talking about how like every region kind of finding its own voice, uh-huh. making sure that Phoenix is providing new works for itself as well. Yeah. Um, now you are planning on leaving. This is true. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so 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 be so get so get your act together, Phoenix. When it's, I get back, uh, you no <laughs> longer hold us on your shoulders anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I gave I gave you guys enough. You 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 take those three plays and like Johnny Appleseed, spread it, <laughs> spread them to all the corners of Arizona, and let them blossom. Tales of yeah, missing penises exactly across the yeah. Country. Yes. Uh, so yeah, why why move now? Uh, you're starting to really get a rhythm. Uh, the rhythm. Well, the 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 goal at the end of the day is always to make a living, uh-huh. to some capacity, um, and right now that wasn't happening in Phoenix. And I know that that's a reality for a lot of Phoenix artists. Yeah. Um, and that's a reality for any artist, frankly. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's important to try to find opportunities when you can. And the, uh, and the truth is, now that I feel a lot more confident with, with, what, I, with what I do and what my work is, um, you know, it's... I feel it's now more appropriate than ever to uh, seek out other opportunities. To bring up kind of a contrast, you've tried to go up before, right? I have, yeah. Gotcha. And so, I mean, what do you, what do you feel like has changed? What has changed? Uh, well, I'm a lot older, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I <laughs> got it. I, I think I'm slightly less of an idiot when I went out last time. <laughs> Gosh, it was such a it was such a crash and burn moment for me when I first went out to LA. Just not even funny. Are you, are you attempting to pretty much do the same thing? Are you no, 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 no. I, um, I'm already... Uh, my, my, my goal is to start to meet up with some of the people, the contacts I've made uh, over the years, and specifically some a lot of the contacts I've made from Last Frontier. Oh, nice. So... So this that. is like a world, like a, a national type of thing. People are coming in from everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a lady from uh, Greece wow. last year. Very nice. Very nice woman. So you you feel like you'll be a little bit more established there now. I think um, so. So I mean, do you feel like it it is going to contribute to your success? How much time you spent in the valley then? Or I think uh, I think my experience now yeah. has definitely helped me get, and has helped with uh, with where I am right now as a writer. Mm-hmm. So I feel in a much more I feel like I'm in a stronger place now. With uh, with my output and uh, and my content, so. So I mean, when do you know? Like, what, what flipped the switch? What flipped the switch? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't. I, I would say this had been on the back of my mind for about about since last year. I had been thinking about doing that, and as and as I started to turn and in, in February, I turned twenty nine, and so. Uh, at that point, it occurred to me that it was like if, it, if I don't do it now, I'll probably never do it at all. So, in the back of my mind, it was always like I, I would eventually, unless something happened that was like some sort of uh, prevention, you know, some crazy opportunity of, uh, found its way towards me in Phoenix, that eventually I would go to someplace else. So, um,. Was it always LA? I don't know if it was always LA. I think it would always be. Uh, it, it'd be whatever opportunity presented itself. Um, and I think I think now LA that was. Uh, was what I wanted to do. So. Excellent. Okay. And so I mean, <clears throat> kind of circling all the way back to the beginning with output. Um, are you going out there with like a full repertoire then, or is are you going out there with like a portfolio? Is that kind of the idea? Or? Uh, I'm going out there just to, I mean, again, focus kind of more on the screen side of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, writing, you know, writing more on the TV film script side of things, seeing what I can do there. So uh, are you planning so, on kind of starting to do that or picking that up once you get there, or are you going there with that already, like, I think, set? Kind of I think I'm going to just go there with, like, that's my, that's the goal. That's okay. what I'm pushing to, rather than just moving and just seeing what happens. Gotcha. Uh, pushing towards that, but you're not necessarily going to try and like write some pilots and stuff, and then bring them to LA with you, type of thing. Probably. I mean, again. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah, haven't gotten there yet. 
Okay. Nice. Well, um, it's pretty much a good time to wrap it up. Oh okay. Okay. One thing I was kind of like to ask is, uh, like, just you, you've touched on a couple people already, but just some artists in the valley um, uh-huh. who kind of inspire you, who you feel like, you know, you want to give a shout out to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, uh, Brian and Shelby here, over there, doing the Lord's work in Glendale. Uh, <laughs> With Broby, basically, uh, like ninety percent of what I've done since graduating has 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 involved them. So I kind of owe them a little bit. <laughs> this is the very bit. least you could do. Um, John Perovich is the reason I I went to Last Frontier. He is himself a great writer too, incredible writer. His uh, his piece is actually coming up soon uh, over at Broby as well. Unexpected, brand new work. Okay. Um, very strange kind of he writes very strange things but really awesome stuff so nice okay and then uh, I mean do you have anything that you want to plug I know you mentioned you're directing a show uh, yes I'm directing Space Junk over at Broby Theater <laughs> um, Cody Gouler who wrote the script he's a he's a very funny guy he um, his humor is very pun based and I feel that I should bring that up <laughs> He, <laughs> he, he's a, he's though he's a joy to be around. He just does so many puns. Um, yeah, he's a yeah he's, he's a great writer, and it's been a long time I, be, I believe since he's he's gotten back into the the screenwriting thing. But I've read a couple of his scripts before. He's he's very funny. <laughs> wacky guy. He's a well, wacky guy. I, all right, and then the last thing I can like to ask is if you. Or to you know, find somebody who was trying to start off their arts career in Phoenix, you know, yeah. just jumping in. What's uh-huh. the one advice you would want to give them? What's the one advice? Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on what you want to do. Um, well, let's I say guess they want to the, do what you do. Yeah. If they want to do what I do, it's just important to just find... Uh, this, is a, this is a quote from my friend who got the quote from someone else. <laughs> Um, and it's called, it, it just the saying was, uh, find your people and do your work. So I think what's important more so than anything is to find a group of artists you like to work with and just start working with them. Um, just write, write constantly. Um, and if you have a group of people who you trust and can do your work with, get it up on stage, find some place to get it up on stage. It's, that's the toughest thing. That'll be the toughest thing. But if you do that first thing, if you do the first, if you're able to get to that point, the second one slight becomes slightly easier, and so on and so forth. People do work. I love it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Tony. If you or someone you know is an artist of any kind who would like to share their experiences working in the Phoenix area, or if you just want to tell me how awesome the podcast is, write into starvingartistsphx at gmail.com. Again, it's starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.